Hey y'all, good morning. Good morning. Oh, what's going on? What's going on with hair? But we're gonna we're gonna love it anyway. I'm gonna love my hair this morning, despite of whether or not it's acting right. Hey y'all, hey, good morning. It's got its own thing going on. It's got its own thing going on. Hey y'all, good morning, good morning, good morning. Do me a favor before we get started in prayer. I got something good, too. The Holy Spirit gave us something good, too. Look like I was out of here for a second. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sharing. Do me a favor and share, too. Hey, Sha, you didn't call, you didn't update me on your knees. I need to know, Miss Williams. How your knees doing? Hey, Shanquita. Good morning, Katina. Katina, my sister. Good morning, Nia. Good morning, Kirby. Good morning, Carlos, Patricia. Good morning, C. Marie. Good morning, Angela. Hey, Cherie. Katina, I want to check on you today to keep Katina. I'm going to call you and check on you later. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning, Cassandra. Thank y'all for sharing. Hey, Jessica Mason. Hey, Auntie Cheryl, you got on this morning. I didn't even have to. That's okay. You don't have to apologize. I just want to remind you if you want to know how my people are. Um, good morning, good morning, good morning, Keisha Sanders. Hey, um, Lynette Frazier, good morning. Let me keep sharing. Okay. Um, I'm all in the mix. Nope, that's not what I want to share, but I will share. I'm all <laughs> in the mix. Sharing my background. Come on, y'all share. Oh, my God. Lex. Hey, Lex. You don't watch the word this morning, Lex? Y'all, we got Lex in the front and center. You gonna watch the word good morning? Gonna watch it, watch the word with us? Okay. Yeah, thank you, 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 thank you. Oh my god. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. 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 Thank you, Father God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't find this. It's coming. Y'all ready? Oh, there we go. I got it now. Oh, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Oh my God. Hey, Crystal. Hey, Julia. Ooh, thank you. I see. Hey, how y'all doing? Okay. So we're going to pray. We're going to continue. Um, I'm trying not to backtrack too much, but it's been so good. It's been so, so good um, this morning. So we're going to pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Um, thank you, Father God, for your heart towards us. Thank you, Father God, for the ministry of reconciliation. And thank you, Lord God, today we get brand new mercies. Woo! We thank you, Father God, for fresh grace. We thank you, Father God, for a fresh anointing. We thank you, Lord God, that you are destroying yokes and tearing down strongholds. Woo! And the opposition of our flesh. We're going to make this declaration today. Our flesh will no longer get in our way. Come on. Can you say that this morning? My flesh is no longer going to get in my way. Woo! My, my flesh. Thank you for sharing, Sheree. My flesh is no longer going to get in my way. My God. Come on, y'all. I can't afford. Woo! Come on. My God, for my flesh, I'm going to give you a scripture. <laughs> I can't afford for my flesh to be in the way. I can't afford it. Woo, my God. I can't afford for my flesh to be in the way. Can you say that this morning? Can't afford it. Can't, for, can't afford for my flesh. See, your emotions, if your emotions are leading, that's flesh. I taught this a long time ago emotions are only indicators that something is going on. Woo! Come on, come on. We're going to get some strength this morning. Emotions are only indicators that something is going on. So then once my emotion indicates that something is going on, my position, woo, come on, because I need to bring God into it. I need to bring divine power into it. My position, woo, Come on. My position is then to pray. Woo, come on. Because my emotions, come on. My emotions may take me into a zone, take me into a place, um, take me into a position that I don't need to, that I need to see clearly in. That I need to see clearly in. Um, I remember when God first, um, started teaching me to manage my emotions. My family rose deep. I'm just going to be honest. My family rose deep. And when there is a crisis, we respond. And I remember uh, my little cousin, Jayla, who is a medical miracle, like for real, a medical, a medical miracle was first diagnosed with her brain tumor. I don't know why the Lord is bringing this story back up, but it's got significance. When she was first diagnosed with a brain tumor, my mom called me. She was like, Jayla was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And like my mouth, we were just floored. My husband, I think at that time, wasn't feeling good, my late husband. And we were just kind of floored. Like we were just floored and we were overwhelmed. And it's just our normal strategy in our family to we go into the hospital, we get into the hospital, we rush into the hospital. And I remember my late husband said something to me. He was like, where are you going? So I'm going to go to the hospital. And he was like, and he said something that was so rich that really it pushed me in a position to start thinking differently. And he said, hey, Arnetta, he said, um, why? Like, I was like, why? And so I paused 
and I began to pray. And the Lord led me into a place of intercession that I probably would not have done if I would have just rushed to the hospital. It was the first place in time that I remember the Lord beginning to show me um, how to rise above my emotions of the circumstance and the situation. So then when I showed up to the hospital, he sent me with instructions. Like I showed up and he told me to do a certain thing for my cousin, her mom. Like it was just, it was just deep, right? So we have got to get into a place and a position where our, our, our lifestyle of whatever is happening, whatever is triggering us, that our flesh isn't our first responder. Woo! My God, you cannot, I cannot afford for my flesh to be my first response. I cannot afford for my emotions to be my first response. I have to gird myself with truth and pause and pray and ask the Lord, like, what is it you want me to do next? Where is it you want me to go next? How is it you want me to respond next? Because he may, he, can I tell you something? There's a slogan that says the devil is in the details. Like he looks in the details. And I somewhat believe that the enemy is always looking for the loops, the gaps, uh, where our emotions um, lead us, where our emotions help us to make our decision. So my emotions cannot be my first response. Now I want to take you to Romans 8 5. That's not even what I got for you today. But this is what we're going to go through just a little bit. We tapped this before. For the flesh. Ooh! But according to the spirit, right? Come on now. Oh, my God. Let me back up. It says, what does the law could not do since it was weakened by the flesh? He condemned sin in the flesh by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and sinful sin offered. In order that the law's requirement will be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit have their minds set on things of the spirit. Now the mindset of the flesh woo, is death, but the mindset of the spirit is life and peace. The mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it is unable to do so. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Woo! Anytime I respond in my flesh, oh my goodness, here's the grow up. Anytime I respond in my flesh, I cannot please God. And it's funny because my past pastor, I call him saying my brother, because that's what he is, my brother in Christ, Pastor Eugene Whitmore had a teaching the other day, and he was talking about your God-like voice, your voice that sounds like God, but not that's not really God. And because we have given voice to it for so long, sometimes it's hard to discern whether or not God is leading us, right? So when it comes to things, come on, Holy Spirit, that we have um, set benchmark rules for. And this is what I mean by benchmark rules. We have determined like these things are important and this is how we move. You want me to give you an example? For example, I'm always going to be there. I'm like, I'm always going to be there for my family. 
Oh, I'm always like, I'm always going to be. Those are benchmark rules that we set in position because it was, because what if one time out to me? So what if one time, Kelly, the Lord tells you, don't be there for your family. Don't get involved in that. What if one time the Lord says, don't get involved in that? What if one time the Lord says, don't do that, right? So when my mind is set on the flesh, I create laws, rules, and boundaries that may have nothing to do with God. Ooh, come on. have not, It's my code. It's my code of ethics. It's my code of doing. It's my way of believing. It's how I regulated my life. And because this is how I have regulated my life, it may have absolutely nothing to do with God. It may have to do with how comfortable or uncomfortable I feel with a particular circumstance or situation. But if, if, but if I'm going to possess or walk in or be led by the spirit, then at no point can I afford Patrice. No point can I afford that my flesh that's governed by the flesh, that's governed by the flesh, lead my flesh. But the mind of the spirit is life and peace. The mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it doesn't submit to God's law. And indeed, it's unable to do so. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Now, if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit gives you life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also bring your life, your mortal bodies to life through the spirit that lives in you. So you got to learn how to live a life of uh, the flesh. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I want to give you this. Um, when we are going through, sometimes it's a quote by Tony um, Evans. Sometimes God rescues us from things. Sometimes he rescues us out of things. And sometimes he changes us um, in things. But it's God that does the choosing of what happens next. We give you one more scripture about this flesh. Ooh, come on, y'all. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. See, it's more than just sin. It's what manages our emotions. It's what governs our lives. It's the unwritten rules that we have written from ourselves. Galatians 5, starting at the first verse. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and don't submit again to the yoke of slavery. Take note, I, Paul, am telling you that if you get yourself circumcised, He's not talking, he's talking going through circumcision. He's talking about the law. And then he comes into a place to remind them for the flesh. This is the 17 verse, 16 verse. He says, I say then walk by the spirit and you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the spirit and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want. Come on. So a life by the spirit puts me in the position so that I don't do what I want to do. Woo! A surrendered life of God is not led by the flesh. 
a surrendered life of God is led by the spirit, right? But if you are, and when you are under and led by the spirit, then you're not under the law. You're walking in a whole different kind of freedom because the freedom that God gives produces something. Come on, Holy Spirit. The freedom that God gives produces love. The freedom that God gives produces joy. The freedom that God gives produces peace. The freedom that God gives produces patience. The freedom that God gives produces kindness. The freedom that God gives produces goodness. The freedom that God gives produces faithfulness in us. The freedom that God gives produces gentleness in us. And the freedom that God gives us, the spirit that lives inside of us, produces self-control. So we don't have to be all over the place when the Holy Spirit lies in us. 1 Corinthians 2.14, one of my favorite scriptures, it just simply says, your flesh will never get this. Or someone unsaved or someone not surrendered to the Spirit of God will never ever really get the decisions that you make by the Spirit, right? So you always have the capability to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to pause and I'm going to pray before I make a decision. I'm going to pause and I'm going to pray before I come in agreement with this. I'm going to pause and I'm going to pray before I make a move. Come on now, because the life by the Spirit is always going to be girded by truth. How do I know? Because Jesus said, I'm sending the Spirit of truth. I'm sending the Spirit of truth. I'm sending you a Spirit of truth. So you can discern what's from me and what's not from me. And then what happens next is if I don't feel like I hear an answer or I don't feel like God is saying something to me, then guess what? The word of God becomes the golden rule. Come on, y'all share this video. So I got to give you another. I hope that encourages you and lifts you up to go. You know what? Today is the last day or yesterday because it's a brand new morning. Yesterday was the last day that I make another emotional decision or I make a decision based on my feelings because what God has called me to do is greater than what I feel. My God. And if the Holy Spirit, there's a scripture that says the Holy Spirit knows all things. The Holy Spirit knows the end of all things. So if the Holy Spirit knows the end of all things, then all I have to do is pause myself, Patsy, and simply say, Holy Spirit, you know everything. You know everything. Give me the wisdom. Even in a relationship, if you have found someone that you're interested in, instead of letting your emotions and your feelings, man, I wish I would have learned this multiple times, get tapped into the person. Pause, pray. Lord, hey, I need you to gird gird me with truth. I need you to give me eyes to see. I need to know what my connection is in this person because the Holy Spirit knows the end of all things. Yes, Jessica, you can experience your emotions, but they do not have to determine your decisions. You can experience your emotions, but they do not get to determine your decisions. Your emotions don't get to determine what 
happens next. Say <laughs> my demotion. So I need to give you this next part. I need to give you this next part of this. I got to give you this next part of what God has shown me. And this is so important to what God has been calling. Because the fight that you have been fighting, come on, Holy Spirit, to get into position. Woo! The fight that you have been fighting to get into position has not just been about you. I want to go back to Joshua. Remember, we've learned to not look back, Julia. Remember, we were learning to be sober. Remember, we're learning to be bold, which means to be bold, we're going to have to be courageous. We're going to have to be consistent in who we are in Christ Jesus. My God. And we're going to have to take risks. Here's the next part of this. This is Joshua 1 in the sixth verse. And I saw this yesterday and I said, Lord, this is deep. Lord, this is deep. He says, be strong and courageous for you will distribute the land I swore to their fathers to give them as an inheritance. And I'm and I'm going back and I'm looking and I'm like, Lord, Joshua just wasn't called um, to lead, um, to do what he said to do. He was also called because the Lord needed Joshua to get into position for everybody else. The Lord needed Joshua to get into position for everybody else. That's why the offense has been trying to come. That's why strife has been trying to come. That's why these little petty fallouts have been trying to come because God needed Joshua to get in position for everybody else. You are connected to something greater than you. You are connected to something more than you. You are connected to something deeper than you. And this is not just about your, my way, I'm just, I'm gonna look out for mine. This is not just about mine. This is about you being in position. And I'm gonna break it down to you two ways. And then I'm gonna give you the scripture, the way the Lord showed it to me. One, either you're the person that he's calling to get in position for everybody else, or you're the person that needs to get in position to receive what you need to receive from somebody else. Either way, each place in position, come on now, each place in position, each place in position requires a level of humility. Come on now. Each place in position requires a level of humility and understanding that it's bigger than me. You need to put that in the comments. It's bigger than me. And how the Lord showed me is covenant back in the day. They used to make covenant by grabbing each other's elbow. Well, there is a strength when you are locked at the elbow versus being tied at the hands. When you're locked in at the elbow, it's deeper than this. It's bigger than this. It's greater than this. It's more than this. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than you. So when you take risk, you're not just taking risk for yourself. You're taking risk for everything that's connected to you. You're taking risk for everybody that's supposed to be involved with you. You're taking risk for generations. So it's the pettiness of what the enemy has been trying to call you to in your relationships. Some of y'all have disconnected 
from the places that you're supposed to be because of whatever offense living in you. Maybe something somebody said, my God, maybe you don't understand the, the importance of being in covenant position. <laughs> maybe you don't understand the importance of being in covenant, covenant position. Some of y'all, some of y'all have, um, have y'all, some of y'all have just been in a space and a position where every little thing moves you and you do not need to move because what God has called you to, either you're called to distribute or you're called to receive. Either way, it's about covenant position. Woo! I don't know how many times people have told me, oh my gosh, Lord, I know I'm supposed to be connected to your life. No, I'm supposed to be a part of your life. And then something shifts and moves them because I ain't moved. Still in the same place, still doing the same devotional. Come on now. Still got the same prayer call. LMJ Ministries will be seven years today. Still walking forward, still climbing mountains, still taking authority, still hosting pillow talks. I'm still in the same place. <laughs> right? I remember when I got out of position because I was moved by my emotions and my feelings. Come on, y'all. Come on now. Moving out of covenant relationship where I needed to be in position, either to be the distributor or to be the receiver. This thing is bigger than you. That's why the offense has occurred. That's why the strife has occurred. That's why, why the petty things have gone on. Because once you get out of position, the enemy, he is so crafty. He is looking for the details of where you are offended and where you won't mature and where you won't grow up. He is looking for that. He is looking for those things and the justifications that you will make for not being connected to what God has called you to be connected to. But you were called to be in position. Can I tell you something? Deshauna, I'm going to use you for just a second. Deshauna, how many clientele? Now, it got nothing to do with me. Just Deshauna being in position and Lakeisha being in position. Ain't got nothing to do with me. Just me being in position and Deshauna being in position. Just us giving up God, yes. How many clients, Deshauna, have you had because of our divine connection? Like, because we are divinely connected and in position. Every time I share a post, I like my hair. Now, don't get me wrong. I like my hair. I love my hair. But I'm not sharing a post about my hair. I'm sharing a post because Deshauna is my covenant sister in Christ. And I need to support her. And so when I share a post about my divine sister, covenant sister in Christ, then it rightly positions her to be able to receive what she's supposed to receive through the flow of our relationship. So when the enemy comes in like a flood and we so and we too petty to lift up the word as a standard, I'm, 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 when the enemy comes in like a flood and we be too petty to lift up the word as a standard, <laughs> then the enemy moves us out of position and then we're not in place to be the distributor or either to be the receiver in the relationship of that which we are supposed to be 
divinely connected to. And unfortunately, in certain communities, we have allowed this to happen so many times because we either getting hated on or we hating on somebody else or we falling into the pettiness. But every time I'm in proper position, if I'm the person that God has given financial wealth to and I'm in proper position, my God, come on. I, I, and I'm in proper position, then when I distribute the wealth, you need to see it. When I release the funds to where God tells me to release them, it becomes a conduit and it travels within the kingdom community. So when you give to LMJ Ministries, it goes to Drew Projects. Drew Projects puts feminine hygiene kits throughout the world. When you give to LMJ Ministries, it goes to Flint Global. Flint Global has an impact in Africa. So then you serve in the nations. When you give into LMJ Ministries, it hits the streets. Then you're taking care of the poor the way God said. When you give into LMJ Ministries, and this is whatever ministry you give into. When you give into LMJ Ministries, then LMJ Ministries takes and puts its resources back in the places that it's supposed to go. Anytime you are not in position to distribute and receive, and many of us are called to distribute and receive, then you are out of position of divine alignment for us to walk into the things that we are supposed to walk into. That's it. <laughs> That's the word. That's the message. So he says, Joshua, be strong and courageous for you will distribute the land I swore to their fathers to give them as an inheritance. So the trouble you have been experiencing is not just about you. The trouble you have also been experiencing is because the enemy wants you to disconnect from your divine place and you not be in the position that you're supposed to be in. And then the people that you are supposed to impact and affect won't be impacted and affected or may struggle. I have a rule of thumb um, that just bothered me a long time ago. If I didn't, what would happen? And yes, God can raise up another, but I always think when I'm not in divine position, then who we could, could we potentially lose? Father God, thank you for your word today. I cover us in the blood of Jesus. I thank you for brand new strength, for grace, for mercy, for overwhelming with your goodness, for giving us eyes to see, for us to have revelation that we are to distribute and when we are to receive Lord God, do not allow us to be petty, offended, moved, driven by our emotions another day. Let wisdom be the seat of everything we do from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. If the Lord places it on your heart to give, um, go to the website, lmjministries.org, and you can give there. Um, <laughs> it tells you all the way to give. Second, is if the Lord um, places it on your heart um, that this is your moment that you need to accept Jesus Christ because I want you to be in the connected to the afterlife, right? But I want you to experience change here on earth. You don't have to sit around and be miserable every day. God has a outlet for you and his name is Jesus. If that's you, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sin. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If that's you and you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at justbeanlmj.com. And we're going to send you some resources and we're going to send you some materials. Um, we are back. Ladies, prayer call Saturday. 
Um, we released Pillow Talk, um, Pillow Talk San Diego. The space is so limited. But if that is you, don't worry about the number. God will provide. Just simply say we had to do the numbers in a way that benefited San Diego is a much higher city. This me. I need to be in San Diego. Go ahead. Email us. Get your deposit in. You got to the 31st to secure your spot. Um, and let's see God move in San Diego. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. God loves you so much more. Go be loved today. Um, and let somebody else experience the love of God through you. Love, peace, and blessings.